Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to the end of January, or whenever your ears hear this. But for me, it is the end of January. And who knows, maybe you're listening to this in 2055, and maybe it's the end of January in 2055. Unclear why I'm jumping 33 years into the future, but I don't know. I guess while I was saying that it was the end of January, I realized that this is a very long-lasting medium. This is a medium that, you know, really stands the test of time, as long as there is a place to store it, I guess. As long as there's no giant solar flares in the in the universe or in our atmosphere, however that works, that wipes out all of our internet. So as long as there isn't that, then we are we're golden. We're golden. But <laughs> This month has been really interesting. I'm so curious how it has been for you in the present moment of 2022. How has January been for you? I hope it's been quite good. That was Bandit, one of my cats, saying hello, telling us about his January. His has been great. I can tell you that. He's had a lot of, a lot of resting a lot of naps, and some very good food. So, he's doing great. But, (laughs) I'm curious to know how January has been for you. It's interesting, the, the general consensus that I have gleaned from my work and my friends and generally seems as though that this month has been almost like a 13th month of 2021. That it has felt like the culmination of the last two years of everything that we've been moving through and going through as a society and individually. Because when so much changes around us, it's almost impossible not to change individually personally. But you kind of have to go with it. You have to choose to move with the change. We have that free will. And if you don't, what I've noticed is when we really resist it, then you're you're left with a feeling of, but wait. And maybe even if you are feeling like you have changed a lot and you've been open to all of the huge changes that have been happening around the world, 
in work and in life, everywhere. You know what I'm talking about. But even if you've been open to it, because I can attest to this, even though I have personally changed so much in my life over the past two years, creating my own business, doing some extra, 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 extra healing, (laughs) deep, deep healing, more than I had even from the three years before when I was really focused on it and the seven years before that. Even though I was doing all of that work, there still is that feeling of, well, wait, wait a minute. Two years ago, I had ideas. Two years ago, I had plans. Two years ago, I thought that X, Y, and Z could happen within so many months. Even a year ago, there's kind of that, but oh, but wait, wait, hold on. Because when so much change is happening, things move really fast. Time seems to get faster. That's what I've noticed. And in that energy of, but wait, I thought that, or that real feeling of there was a promise and then all bets were off. Everything changed. All the pieces moved. And I'm saying that in kind of a vague way because it is vague. But I know that the people that I've been talking to They've all experienced this on some level. And I don't want to get too specific because I want to respect people's privacy, of course. But I feel called to, or felt called to say that because what I've noticed in myself is that when I really feel that kind of wave of lost promise, not to be incredibly dramatic, but that is what it is. When I feel that, it really, just like a wave can do, it kind of knocks me off my foundation and kind of pulls me back to the past, in the very near past. And when I'm brought back to my near past, I remember how I felt, how frustrated I was, how confused I was, how I didn't know what direction I needed to go in my life so that I felt fulfilled, so I felt filled in my purpose, so I felt in my purpose, so I even had like a whisper of what my purpose was. I get really pulled back there. And then what happens is, From that vantage point, what I'm doing in the present gets a lot of pressure put on it. I put a ton of pressure on it. I start focusing on it in a microscopic way of, am I doing everything that I can to make sure that I am doing everything that I can? (laughs) 
it's kind of that really beautiful spiral of thought that I'm sure many of you can relate to. It's like anxiety dipped with perfectionism and like a nice swath of paralyzing fear and, you know, with just a a great question mark kind of lording over all of those. That's kind of what it feels like. And I know that in January, that has been a very strong energy of where people are being held. Even when some really good things are happening, there has been a comparison. A comparison to where they were, a comparison to where they want to go, a comparison to where they are now, where we are now, where I am now. And also what can happen, which I've noticed, and I'm bringing all this up to hopefully at least one of you will hear and resonate with, oh, right, yeah, this is not just me. This is something that we are all experiencing. Feeling a little less alone. That's the idea behind it. So what I found has been incredibly helpful for myself and for the other people that I've spoken to that have been experiencing this in January has been, and you know, big surprise, huge, huge surprise that it is getting back in touch with ourselves, getting back in touch with our energy being able to decipher what our energy feels like compared to the energy around us. Really being able to listen to ourselves, taking care of ourselves. But all those things, like you can go and get, you know, those surface self-care things, which are very good and awesome to do, but are not a cure-all, like, you know, a gentle massage, a manicure, a pedicure, um, drinks with friends, you know, a walk, a bath, all these things that are meant to relax us and give ourselves some time to ourselves. But often those types of acts of self-care can almost be like knocking it off of our self-care to-do list. Like, okay, good. I did something for myself. That's what I'm supposed to do. On to my busy day, my busy week, taking care of my family, taking care of all the things, right? But what happens to me when I try to balance or counteract my busyness and my kind of cloudiness with more traditional forms of self-care, nothing really happens because it's just swinging from one end of the spectrum to the other. It's busy, busy, 
uh, trying to, you know, do everything that I want to do, trying to make sure that, you know, goals are being met, that I have a clear vision of what I'm trying to do and who I'm trying to help and making sure that I'm doing everything that I can for my clients and still making time for my creativity and making time for my partner and making sure that my cats are happy and my family's okay and the da 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 What happens to me is I take, when I'm not being really mindful of it, I take all of that energy and I use that same chaotic kind of fear. It feels a little scary, like, oh, is everything going to get done? I take that same energy into my bath or, you know, any of those things that I mentioned manicure, massage, even though it has been a minute since I've done that. But the reason that I haven't done that is because I have really worked on making sure that I take a minute and really step back when I feel that kind of urge to pencil in, schedule in that self-care. It's that I realize, oh, this is not to actually care for myself. This is just to make sure that I'm doing it right, that I'm balancing things out. But that just creates that ping pong effect of going back and forth. And that builds up stress, creates a lot of energy back and forth, back and forth. And what happens to me when I am so caught up with all of the things in this life that we need to do, and I don't even have to do as much as many people have to do. You know, I am completely aware of the luxury of time that I have. But that's by design. And how I created, began to create that freedom, that time freedom that I have now. I started to get back in touch, reacquainted, remembering my intuition. That unique sense that I carry and that you carry and that everyone else carries to be able to translate what our soul, our spirit, our highest self, whatever you want to call it, what that true desire really is that will lead us to fulfillment and lead us to find our purpose. That's what I really know that our intuition can show us. And that's why it's so important to develop a relationship between how our intuition speaks to us. And that's why it was so important for me to develop that. Because I know I had it when I was younger, when I was a child, so much. But then I put it away, like many of us do. Because we stop trusting ourselves for many, many, many reasons. And for me, the way that I was able to kind of 
Slowly get back onto a solid foundation. Move away. Clear the cloudiness of being able to get in touch with my intuition. The first thing that helped me the most that I still go back to every day is meditation. Even if now I don't do you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, I'll maybe do on busy days that maybe I'm like, I can't, I can't fit it in. Then I'll do, you know, five minutes. I'll give myself some Reiki. I'll connect into myself. I will connect to my intuition. I will be available for my energy only, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. But I try my best to do at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. And then it goes kind of like back and forth depending on my schedule. But when I started, it was life-changing, life-changing for me. And I knew I was supposed to be doing it, supposed to be. I'd heard about it from so many so many people. But I never really understood what it is supposed to do. And it's different for everyone, completely. So I'm giving my experience. But I remember when I started, I looked on YouTube and I looked up, you know, relaxing meditation. And I found one where I liked the voice. And I would do it. And I remember I found this one that I really liked and it was a kind of full body scan meditation where you really focus on what is happening inside your body, in your physical body, bringing you into the here and now by really understanding, oh, I'm here right now because I am paying full attention to what is happening in my physical body. And when I started doing that, it was so life-changing because instead of me being focused so much on the job I was doing, on uh, things that happened in the past, what I wanted to do in the future, ah, all of that, that can manifest as anxiety, I was embodying my energy. I was focusing on what the here and now, this present moment in my living, breathing body felt like. And that's how I first learned what true grounding meant. That's how all the buzziness All of the cloudiness that could happen to me in my head and a little bit outside, a little bit outside of my head, a little bit outside of my body, very easy for me to be there in the day-to-day. When I started meditating, I realized, oh, I I can bring that energy back in. I can kind of move away with I don't need the spiral, the worry, those things. And I can focus on what is literally happening 
meditation was such a key part of even moving into the career I'm in now moving away from my old one, being able to really feel and hear the pull of, oh, maybe you should look into this Reiki. Oh, you know, maybe you should X, Y, and Z. All of the things, even with this podcast, all of the things that I do and trust in myself come by way of getting quiet and meditating, taking that time. And why am I talking about it today? Because I know that it is very difficult to make that time. But I also know how transformational it is if we do. So I wanted to kind of explain my process in how I meditate now. And I also want to explain why guided meditations are so important as well. Because I offer quite a few meditations on my podcast. I think I have five episodes that are meditations for you. And I've started creating music for them. And I wanted to kind of express that those meditations are meant to be a foundation, a jumping off point, kind of a key, a keystone in your intuitive journey, really. Because what happened for me with meditation, I started with all of the guided ones and I needed them. I needed to be led with them because otherwise it didn't make any sense for me when somebody said, well, you just sit and you just follow your breath. You just sit and you just focus on what's happening. Allow the the words to come in and then allow the words to come out. Don't pay attention to any distraction. All of those things. For some, it works. But I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're maybe more like me. And that doesn't work. It's very, very difficult to totally get connected and clear and calm by only sitting down and breathing and following our breath. I needed to get used to the sensation of fully feeling my being and my body and my breath and my heartbeat and all of those things. But what happened was I really used a lot of other people's meditations and they were fantastic. So many great ones out there. So many. But I realized that every one that I had found in the visualization, in the guided meditation, it would always take me and ask me to visualize a place in nature. And once I got used to really dropping into myself, embodying it, feeling or embodying my energy, feeling my body, feeling my breath, feeling my heartbeat, all of those things, I started to, and still do it this way, I started to meditate on my own. And how I did that is, and 
again, still do. <laughs> Bear with me in my past and present tenses today. I feel like they're kind of all over the place. Or in the year 2055. Maybe they're not even using present tenses anymore. But anyway, back to meditation. <laughs> I find nature sounds on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify, and I find one that I like. A practical tip for that one, though, is try to find one that doesn't have too much water featured, like too much babbling brook or trickling stream, because I found that those can really start to activate my bladder. And then that can really interrupt a good meditation. So try to find one that doesn't have too much water in it. And then set an alarm, a timer for maybe 15 minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe three minutes. It really doesn't matter. Try to go with the first number that comes to you when you're about to set your timer. Don't judge it. That's kind of the most important thing that I found in my meditation practice is that it's helped me to deepen my trust in my intuition as well. So another, another beautiful layer of advantage from our meditation time. So you find your nature music, you sit down, you put your timer on for whatever number, you close your eyes, and what I do is I picture my favorite place in nature. Because I found that whenever a guided meditation was asking me to picture a place in nature, I would always be in the same place. So I thought, oh, well, that's obviously a very relaxing image to me, a very you know, helpful place for me to visualize and go to, so to speak. So I put on the nature music, I set the timer so then I don't have to worry about being there for too long or kind of glancing at the clock. And then I begin to breathe in and breathe out. If you've done any of my meditations on these episodes, or if you've had a session with me or worked with me, you know that the beginning of well, most meditations and my meditations <laughs> is to focus on breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. So that's how I start my own. And then I picture myself in the place of nature. That place in nature that I feel very calm and relaxed in. That's where I picture myself. And I'll be sitting the same way that I'm sitting in my real reality, I will picture myself sitting in the place in nature. And then I will just allow my imagination to go. I will allow my intuition to speak to me through my imagination. Our imaginations are such a gift to us. Huge, huge, huge gift, especially when it comes to our intuition. Because so often in my meditations, maybe I'll be sitting in my place in nature and maybe an animal will come in because I, my place in nature is more of a forest with a shoreline. Very nice. And then my, I will feel a certain way. 
that animal will make me feel a certain way. And that will give me some insight into how I'm feeling really at the core of my being. And then also maybe some guidance into what I need to be, how I need to be navigating my day or my week at that time. Maybe I will stay seated and nothing will really happen in my place in nature, except for maybe I'll really notice the sky that day in my place of nature. Maybe I'll really notice the clouds change into a certain color. I really find that through meditation and being in that place of nature, it's like a playground for my intuition. Like I receive so much insight when I just allow whatever my imagination wants to show, whatever it wants to create, I create a space for it. And if you have listened to any of the meditations on this podcast, all of those meditations have come and been created through my own meditations. So created by my imagination, through my intuition pretty amazing to me because that means that my imagination can translate through my intuition what will be helpful for me and then helpful for others too. But then the most important part about meditating on your own like this is it's so grounding. Because even though you are using your imagination to its fullest, you're in your place in nature. You are with nature. You're grounded in yourself. You're with your breath. You're holding this beautiful space for yourself. And you're allowing yourself to just listen. And really developing that intuitive muscle that you can use for the rest of your days to really guide you and give you all the advice you'll ever need. Your inner guidance. But it needs to be developed. And that's what creating a meditation practice using your imagination can do. And so many people that I've heard say, well, I can't meditate. I can't sit still that long. That is what this kind of meditation, that's who this kind of meditation is for. It's for the people that say, I don't have time and I'm way too fidgety and way too, you know, distracted because you are not distracting yourself, but offering it entertaining yourself with your own imagination, but then also receiving great guidance through your imagination, connecting to your intuition. It all, I mean, there's so much that is happening that is for us and works for us so beautifully to, in the end, the base of that is to really relax our nervous system and bring all of our energy back to ourselves. So then we're focused on what we want and what we need so that we're not projecting onto other people or reacting unconsciously. 
In meditation, so many people I hear are like, ah, but you know, that's too, too spiritual or too, you know, too out there. But it is a form of prayer too. You can definitely pray in meditation. But I will say that the root word of meditate is the Latin word meditari. And that means to ponder. To ponder. To reflect. To think. That's it. But when we make space for ourselves to do that, when we start to train that muscle inside of us, to understand that giving ourselves time to ponder is paramount to being able to fulfill our, our purpose and to fill our life with satisfying, life-giving experiences. We have to be able to hear our true self. We have to be able to hear and understand our real, authentic desires. Because what I really do believe is that when we can get in touch with our true desires, those are not in vain. Those are to lead us to our purpose. And in turn, like I've said before, when we fulfill our desires, when we fulfill our purpose, then we are fulfilling our destiny. And then we can, hopefully, in an ideal world, fulfill the destiny of the world. So I hope that if you haven't been able to really hook into meditation and see the benefits, the true benefits of it, I hope that you can look at it from the view of really developing your connection to your intuition and how it speaks to you. And the more you develop that beautiful connection with your intuition, the more sure and secure you will feel in the choices you make, in the steps that you are taking, in the doors that you want to open and the doors that you may want to close. It's all inside. And if you're the one that I'm speaking to that hasn't figured out a true meditation practice yet, that hasn't been able to connect quickly into yourself, to your authentic being, that deep connection to your intuition, then maybe for the next week, you can commit to meditating three times. And if that feels too much, say I commit to pondering for a certain amount of time, three times this week. And just see what happens. See what happens when you make time for yourself in this way. Because I know from experience, it's pretty remarkable. So I hope that you're able to make that time for yourself. And 
I can't wait to hear what you discover, because I know it will be just as remarkable too. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I hope you enjoyed our interview, and I'd love to hear if anything resonated with you or if anything came up that you'd like to share. I would love to connect. And if you have any kind of thoughts or questions, um, feel free to send me a message through my website at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T dot com or through my Instagram at treenlight. If you are curious about working with me, I always offer a free clarity session to chat about your needs to see how I can support you. It's easy to book your free clarity session through my website and I'll leave all those links in the show notes. And you'll also find the link to sign up for my Dreamlight letter if you haven't already. It's hugely appreciated if you want to, you know, keep in touch. You'll find out about all the new things before anybody else. And of course, very appreciated if you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you feel called to give some support, then please share this episode with a friend. Or you could also leave a review. And thank you so much for the beautiful reviews that I've received already. It is hard to put into words, even for a podcaster, how much that means to me. Thank you for all of your support and be kind to yourself. And I'll talk to you soon.